Welcome to the Full Nerd New York edition. Very special guest, Intel important guy on Ensorvatsa. Important guy meaning this is a person who makes a lot of decisions at Intel and a bold statement, I'm gonna throw this out because I don't think I've ever heard Intel go this far over the line, but you guys have descri described the brand new Core i9 as the world's fastest gaming processor. World's best, best gaming processor. Wow. Yeah, so hey, absolutely. But first, I would like to say it's really good to spend some time with you. Thank oh, you for giving us the chance to go do it. Uh, and yes, today we had a very, very busy day. I know some of your viewers have probably already caught up on some of the news, but we launched three sets of products effectively. We launched our Xeon W3175X. That was a surprise. Yeah, that was our 28 core CPU. We talked about the fact that it's unlocked. Uh, it's also gonna be featuring a single core turbo of up to 4.3 gigahertz, so we're very excited about this product. And that will not fit into older motherboards. That is a new socket and everything, right? Absolutely, so that product fits into our socket P motherboard, which allows you to get a lot more memory into the processor, because when you have these many cores, super important that the memory bandwidth can be fully exercised to get the full performance on multitasking. So that product, as you, you mentioned. Are you throwing shade at somebody here? Are you uh, not? I don't know, it's, okay. kind of, it's kind of foggy here. I'm not sure about the shade, but certainly foggy. Uh, but yeah, we've got about six channels of memory on that product and about 125 gigabytes of uh, memory bandwidth, which again, in our studies, as you go up in core counts, very, very important. And it's Xeon, so you've left the ECC support in there. Yeah, so there is ECC support in there, and as we talked about, one of the things, you know, some of our customers in this space who are sort of in this nexus between a workstation and the really high-end desktop have been looking for this kind of a feature set, a Xeon product that supports ECC, has the capability for overclocking, so beyond the stock capabilities, we think this is going to be a pretty darn good overclocker. So we're excited about what these customers can do for these kinds of applications. So it's, it's like a prosumer, super high-end. Super high-end. Yeah, we talked about this being, you know, for very, very specialized media creators. Now, there are a lot of those guys on the planet, but, you know, they're really doing very, very specific things. You know, this kind of new age of animation rendering, we showed a couple of instances, right? There are these specialized users who have certain applications that really scale to this kind of core count. Uh, and then again, as you, you mentioned, you know, for other creators, for what we think the broader market looks like, we announced our new X-Series uh, core processor family as well. Okay, and those are, they essentially slot into the existing X299 infrastructure out there? Absolutely, they're socket compatible, they are on our socket R platform, what we call our 2000 pin platform, and they are backward compatible to the existing set of motherboards. And on that product line, we announced a couple of new things. There is going to be obviously uh, higher CPU frequency, more cache sizes, so people will see increased CPU performance. But one of the other things that we've done in this family is we've increased the I.O. capabilities on the family, especially on the low end. And so now our lowest end CPU in this generation, our eight core CPU, will also have 68 uh, platform PCIe Gen 3 lanes. And so, you know, if you've got multiple graphics cards or SSDs or other peripherals, you get that full I.O. capability from the bottom of, that okay. of our stack. So full PCIe from top to bottom. This top time. to bottom, yeah. And so it starts at 18 cores with the i9-9980XE? That is correct. So uh, what's the big difference between the 9980XE and the 7980XE? So you'll see increased frequencies, increased performance on that product line. Okay. And then as we go down the stack, you know, we're seeing obviously some of that differentiation. In our previous generation, we had a six-core CPU. In this generation, we're starting 
with an eight-core CPU in the space. We also have an entry 10-core processor. Uh, you know, if you call that an entry processor, something that's lower than our existing 10-core okay. from a pricing perspective. We've seen naturally in the space as we've increased the capability of our K-SKUs, our mainstream family, that people that are buying our X-Series products are migrating up a little bit. And again, the things oh, really? they do care about, yeah. They're, they're moving up on core count, because I think when, you, when we look historically at, our, at how our offerings used to be segmented between sort of our mainstream family and this higher end product, if you go back a couple of generations ago, we were up to four cores on the mainstream product and you really saw four and six and eight cores on the higher end. And so right. people who wanted a six core product for some of these workloads that scaled, you know, they effectively only had the choice of looking at the X-Series product line. And now as we've seen our mainstream stack move up to six, and of course today we launched this baby. Eight cores. Uh, our Core i9-9900K, it's our eight core 16 threads. We continue to see that there'll be some people who if they're buying for core count but want that single threaded performance, this is a fantastic product for that. Right, and this is the world's best gaming CPU. This is the world's best gaming processor. And how did you guys do that? So we did some actually phenomenal amount of testing on this product. We tested this product um, uh, on 19 uh, games, actually 20 game workloads uh, in total. We tested them across a bunch of the most popular games today. We tested them where they used different game developer engines, right? different types of you know, gaming genres, because each of them work a little bit differently. And we tested this product, of course, against our previous generation, King of the Hill, right? Sure. The 8700K processor, which is setting the benchmark for performance today. We tested it against that product. We tested it against the other guys as well. And amongst all those tests, it's absolutely clear that this product has got the crown. And five gigahertz, that's really the big secret to most games still. Yeah. Most games, it's not about eight yeah. or 12 or 25. That's right. I mean, if you look at gaming today, and you know, we talked, uh, you know, we, we as an industry have been working for a long time on enabling multi-core, but it's a pretty difficult programming problem. And especially on game engines, they've been moving forward, right? It's been something that's been getting better, but it takes a bunch of time to rewrite an engine or rewrite a game to actually be multi-threaded. So on this particular product, single-threaded performance is super critical. And again, delivering five gigahertz out of the box is phenomenal. Right. I don't know if you remember, just a couple years ago, we were trying to hit five gigahertz overclock. Right, and this is stock, out of the box. Absolutely. One or two cores, I think, five gigahertz. Right, unboost. single core turbo, but you know, again, we think this is pretty darn phenomenal. On what of we, of course, nobody's seen its performance yet, but I know with 8700K, that chip really did always run at very, very high clocks almost all the time. Far higher than I think a lot of expected. So Absolutely. I think we're going to see, we'll see five gigahertz in a realistic in most things. Yeah, we think this is going to be an even better overclocker, okay. right? One, we do have that single threaded performance, and then the other thing that we added, um, both on the X-Series product line as well as this, is we have added solder TIM into these products. And right. so it gives us some more thermal headroom and gives us a little bit more overclocking performance. Again, I think we've been very proud of our overclocking capability sure. in general, but I think this basically you know, gives us some more. Do you, so like, you guys using solder in basically every new part that's announced today, I do want to ask that because people in the community are like, oh, why didn't, I had a Hazel part, I had paste him, I had, Coffee yeah. Lake, I had to paste him. I had a 7980 XC, I had to paste. Why yeah. decision to go to a solder on these Yeah, parts? just to clarify, so the X-Series product lines and our 9th gen products, the ones we announced today, will have solder tip. Right. The 28 core Xeon is actually not on solder tip. Oh, yeah. interesting. I, yeah, so I think this is something that we are trying to catch up. It's one of those decisions you have to make on a product by product basis. That 28 core product is a derivative of our Skylake X server family product. So continues to use our polymer tim. Okay. Now, you know, you asked the question about solder tim in general, and hey, you know, what was the decision like to bring it back? 
you know, one of the things, again, as we think back on the history here, I, I think, you know, sometimes people forget the journey we've been on. You know, I joined this desktop business in 2012, 2013. And if you remember at the time, we were, you know, in the tablet wars, right, the PC was changing. Right. But we really recommitted to enthusiast desktop starting in 2013, 14, once again, with our Devil's Canyon product. And since then, we've had numerous overclocking features we've brought in, right? We brought back full B-clock overclocking. We've been able to get fine grain overclocking control. We fixed some cold bugs that allowed us to get LN2. This is one of the features, and you know, we were able to get it in for this product. And I think based on the number of cores we have and the kind of you know, heat we're trying to manage here, I think it's a really good addition for sure. the product. And I want to point out, Devil's Canyon was not a solder TIM, right? That it was, was a, not a solder TIM. On a polymer yeah. TIM. It was correct, a polymer TIM. And correct honestly, until terminate yeah. the usage. You know, and, and when we came back in and we, we put that product out, I know there was a lot of you know, questions at Intel, hey, are the enthusiasts still around in desktop? And we were very, you know, absolutely uh, unequivocal that hey, the enthusiasts are who are in this business. And actually, the interesting thing about the PC business is this is where most people are going now, right? Now you have most people who are using a PC, they're using it for a very specific purpose, right? right? They're using it for gaming, and this is a great product for gaming. They're using it for content creation where they're doing work with it or this is their livelihood. You know, we see it a lot being used, obviously, still for professional work. Our commercial business is doing well. I think we were on the early part of that trend where we said, hey, the people buying PCs, especially in desktops at the time, they were not doing it by accident. Right? They wanted a desktop, they knew what they were buying, and they were buying for performance. I think that continues to bear out now. Right. Um, you know, I do want to ask about the packaging. This is, for, for people who haven't seen, this is the brand new packaging for the Core i9. Uh, Adam broke it, I'm going to point that out. <laughs> it is not Intel's fault. If you read stories that say, I can't believe Intel's showing off a broken box. Sorry. Yes, Adam, yeah. Patrick Murray, yeah. behind the camera here, dropped it and broke it. Sorry, sorry everybody. But is this going to be in all of the all the parts, because we're so used to the cardboard that yeah. we've had for. You, you know, so we've done some packaging uh, changes in the past. When we did our, you know, Broadwell 10 core extreme edition part, we had a structured box. Yeah. With our 8086K, we did some limited edition packaging. We've done some with the Core i Plus. This is absolutely a little bit of an experiment, but what we wanted to do was have packaging, you know, which on the outside showed some of the capability of the technology on the inside. You know, what I would tell you is, this is absolutely an experiment. If you guys love this packaging, we'll be sure to do more. For this generation, though, this is special for the i9. Okay, so the i9 in Coffee Lake S. The i9 9900K, okay. yes, the Coffee Lake, okay. uh, the Coffee Lake 9 Gen product. Okay, yes. so it'll only be in that one, and every single part will come in the box. The 9900K products will yeah. come in this box. Right, yeah. right got it. Yeah. I mean, it isn't like a limited edition box for you. So it's not a limited edition okay. box. This box will be shipping with this product. Cool. Yes. Absolutely. Is there? In, what's the decision to do the special box? Just because it's just cool, or you know, uh, we've had uh, boxing capabilities where we've tried things, as I said in the past, and right, so right. we were asking this question: Hey, you know what? We're getting this great new product out. We honestly felt that based on the performance we were delivering, that it was going to be a really good product for gaming. We had a good sense of what the performance was going to be, and we were like, why don't we make the packaging show off some of that? Have you considered putting lighting inside of it? Is that oh yeah? Out, but RGB is all. You know, it's possible. You know? Yeah, we just got to stick a battery in. It's it's possible. You know, it's uh, that's a good idea. We'll have to go get you guys hooked up to our boxing people to yeah, see what they yeah, want to do. The, with the lighting, I, yeah. I understand putting a battery in yeah. creates a shipping problem <laughs> for that's uh, a see, lot of money. See, I didn't know that. See, this is something we'll have to go back and look. Uh, so it's interesting because we have a stack now. You have Core i9, you know, small socket, mm -hmm. big socket, and we're going to have the super extra big socket pretty soon. Yes. Uh, where do you think? Do you think this? Uh, where do, what's right for everyone? You just, yeah. 
That's a great question. I think for most mainstream consumers, we think, you know, because of the fact that software and programming in general is difficult to get to multi-core, we think the eight-core envelope's perfect, right? Even when you look, take a look at gaming, there's a lot of games that have trouble scaling up all the way to that point, but we are seeing gaming changing, starting to take advantage of it, and certainly there's a lot of people that are gaming and streaming at the same time, and that definitely can exercise the full capabilities of this product. For other uh, sets of customers, like people who are in the content creation space, some of those applications are much more naturally inclined for multi-core, and if you look at the differences between our socket, uh, the smaller socket, our H socket is what we call it, 1151 right. versus a 2000 pin socket, the 2000 pin socket comes with the more cores, it also comes with more I.O. Right. Just you know, we, as we talked about, as you add more cores, you need more memory. So you go from two channels of memory on this kind of a product to four channels of memory on the larger uh, X-Series product line that scales from eight to 18 core. Right? This allows you to optimize that workflow and get the most out of a 16 or 18 core CPU. And then when you get to the socket piece side, you're getting that full six memory channels. So again, fully unlock the right. capabilities. So we do see as you know, these product lines come in, we have effectively you know, a great product for each of the segments. Right? We're not trying to give you any compromised solution here. You know, if you're a gamer, this is a fantastic product if that's what you want to do. If you're a content creator, you, know, you can be a content creator, do gaming at the same time. Our X-Series product line is really great for you. And for those super specialized guys at the top end, right, we think our 28 core product is going to be very, very interesting. Okay, so for Core i9, if I'm a consumer, what, what do you say to this person that says, $500, which I think is the correct price for this part? 480. Oh, you're right. Yes. Okay, 499. What if that person says, I can buy a competitor's part that gives me eight cores with hyperthreading, well, SMT, for 300 bucks? What do you say to that person? Yeah, you know, what, what I would say is I think, you know, we got to be careful on how we compare our products, which is why I think you guys do a great job in actually testing end user workloads, right? What we've seen in, in our previous generation, our 8700K, which was our six core product line, is the customers absolutely love that product. We sold a lot more of that product than we did the previous generation before it, even though it was at a premium because it was a six core product. What we're seeing is the use case in gaming is moving up. One, because games are starting to get better to be multi-threaded, but it really is about the performance. It's not about the cores, right? People sure. aren't buying for core count. They're buying for what they're trying to go achieve. And we think this product's going to be great, right? It has the right single-threaded performance that if you have a game that doesn't scale all the way to eight cores, it'll still give you the best frame rates. And then if you're going to layer on top of that either a game that is more multi-threaded or a game that you want to go stream, you can unlock the full capabilities of the product. The other thing I would tell you is, you know, people typically buy their gaming systems, they're keeping them for at least three years. And so we think this is a great future-proofing angle. If you're going to come in and buy a new system, this is a great product to start right. out with. It gives you the high clocks and it gives you the... the right. No compromise solutions. Yeah. Core count. Do you, do you think we're back sort of to the megahertz wars? It's so weird, we've sort of gotten the pushing core counts, but now, yeah. then it turned into a quality of uh, IPC. Yes. Now it's like, it really does feel like who can push the higher clocks. Yeah. You know, I, I think one of the things we've learned as we talked about, you know, multi-core is typically pretty hard, but single-threaded performance absolutely goes to the bottom line, right? Improvements in single-threaded performance absolutely show up. Frequency is a critical component of it. And so we've been focused on delivering that great single-threaded performance because that's something anybody can enjoy, whether you're a creator, whether you're a casual user, whether you're a gamer, right? When you look at that multi-threaded performance, there are some classes of applications that can use them, but there's a large uh, you know, share of the market where that kind of application just doesn't scale. Right, and we, to be fair, 8700K was, even though it had a couple fewer cores in the 
AMD, it was still, everybody recognized it was a faster yeah. gaming CPU. Yeah, I think you guys did the testing around the gaming side, and I think the numbers showed themselves, yeah. Right, so that the argument is now we're giving you two more cores right. and high clocks. Absolutely, two more cores, higher single-threaded performance on the 8700K, right, again, a no-compromise platform. We think this will be great. Right, and if you don't want the world's best gaming processor, buy somebody else's. Hey, if you don't want that. the world's best gaming processor, we have two others that we oh, just launched. True. We have an eight-core. Uh, I7, 9700 No crumbs, no crumbs for you, AMD. No, no, it's, uh, you know, hey, we've got a lot of products for you guys to choose from. And honestly, you know, we still have a lot of people still buying the 8700K. That product is a really great product. Right, right. You know, we love that product. You know, we've got a couple of really nice, good products. If you're an overclocker, you want that solder tin, you've got three products to choose from from us today. So that's another sore point of people. It's like, hey, I used to get i7 with hybrid threading. Yeah. Now I got to pay for it on i9, at least with the current parts. Yeah. What's the rationale for not having hyperthreading in the i7K part and having an i9K part? Yeah, I think what you see us do in our product stack is we try to deliver value at each of the different brand levels that we're trying to go put in. If you see what we did with i7 this year is we moved that product from being six core, 12 threads to an eight core CPU. We think eight cores and eight threads, back to your question around multi-threading, we actually think that actually gives you better multi-threaded performance and it gives you better single-threaded performance. And you know, the tests are bearing that out. That product is a really good product. And so, gen on gen, we think people you know, will absolutely choose it. If you are somebody who has the needs for higher threat count, obviously this gives you that kind of scalability. But again, it's a generation to generation decision we make and we're constantly focused on improving the performance of the products we're trying to give you in i7. Okay. Um, I do have some other questions from readers. I should ask before I forget. Uh, Greg Smith asks, "Do you think delitting a processor is a good thing?" Yeah, we we talked about uh, you know I think from a delitting perspective, we have a broad range of customers who buy our products. Some people who are extremely capable, right? They'll do liquid nitrogen, uh, you know, overclocking. So we have a full range for the traditional consumer, somebody who is using their product within the rated specifications, we'd say delitting may not be appropriate for them. But the high-end enthusiasts who are doing this stuff, I think it's an individual choice. And if you can get the most out of what you want from that product, I think that's, a, that's something that you can choose to do. So you're cool with it. And he's also cool with it because if you delid your CPU and break it, you got to go buy another <laughs> one. So that's yeah. like selling you two. Uh, TJ asks, what's your post-more strategy? Well, I think uh, you know, Moore's Law continues to be a huge uh, uh, linchpin for how we go and design products. But we're continuous, uh, we continuously go focus on trying to deliver incremental performance. Uh, and when we look at how we're able to go and work on existing process nodes, I think there's a great uh, lesson there where we were able to go from 14 nanometer, our base process, to what we're delivering with our 14 nanometer plus plus products. We have over 70% performance increases. I think Moore's Law at the end of the day is delivering our customers more performance generation on generation, and I think our products really deliver that. Okay. Uh, and Gabriella Ferrara asks, when will we get Risk Five CPUs from Intel? Risk Five CPUs from Intel? Yeah, I'm I, not sure. I, they're basically saying, should you shouldn't move Intel, over from Cisk? Yeah, I know it's crazy, oh, right? That's I'm just sorry, like okay. it's just, oh, this is this was definitely geekier <laughs> than I expected from that question. I, no, that's I a just, really good question. No, but uh, he's saying no, never. Are you kidding? Well, no, I would definitely not say that. What I would say is, I would say, hey, you know what? We're always evaluating what the right technologies are. Right? We've been very uh, happy with the x86 architecture. You continue to see products from us on that. Sure. And he's saying when you can get a five gigahertz. CPU out of RISC-V with eight cores, come and talk to us. No. So a lot of people want to know when's 10, 10 nanometer going to show up. Um, as you've heard from us before, 10 nanometer is shipping already in low volume and we expect products to be on shelf on holiday 2019. Okay.
Got it. So it'll be here when it's here, folks. Uh, I do have a question about multi-threading. Mm -hmm. So clearly, I mean, this is eight cores. It's awesome. With hyper-threading, we get 16. You've got up to 28, 18 cores and all this. What is it going to take for developers to get here? Because to be, Intel has done a lot of work over the years to try to get developers to support six core back in the Gulf mm -hmm. Town days. Mm -hmm. We're still really games are like quad cores enough for the most part. How, when's that going to change? You know, What's it going to take? I think this is a great question. And, and again, Intel has been investing in the software ecosystem around multi-core, as you talked about, for a long time. Our compilers help to go make uh, you know, software more, more multi-thread, multi-core friendly. Uh, but it takes a lot of effort. And I think in some cases, easier than others, depending on the workload you're trying to go hit. If you are a content creation application, those things tend to scale more easily. I think on the gaming front, it requires a bunch of redevelopment on the game development side, and then you got to figure out if there's other workloads within the game, if it's physics or AI or other things you can load in. It's in some ways maybe a little bit like multitasking, but it does take a lot of work. Now, I think the good news is we have seen the game developers target to the hardware that's there and start to improve it. I know a couple of years ago, people would have said, hey, even a four core processor is more than people typically need. And we're starting to see that move up, but it's definitely pretty heavy lifting, uh, which is why we think at this point in time, a processor like an eight core processor is probably the best tune for an application like gaming. Okay, so if I have an 8700K I need to upgrade, so, you know, I would love for you to upgrade. You know, I think you specifically, you oh, definitely yes, need definitely. our 9900K processor. There's no question about that. You know, again, I think our product's very exciting. We have some of our customers that upgrade every single time we have a great new product. We love those customers, right? But as I said, the 8700K continues to be a great product. We have a couple of new choices. And so, I really think if you're ready for a new, uh, a new desktop gaming system, I think this is, you can't go wrong with picking 9 Gen. You know, I do want to ask this because, uh, and I, I think it's probably part of this is competition, but, People, Intel, you probably feel this show. Intel, you're like the Golden State Warriors or the Patriots. You're just, people are just sick of you winning. Uh, how, what do you say to the community that's just like, I don't want to buy Intel because they're too good, right? What do you say to those people? You folks? know, Gordon, it's sort of like my son. My son hates Tom Brady. I'm like, you got to respect the man. I hate Tom Brady you know? too, I'm but a you got to respect fan. the man, you got to respect his, uh, uh, his accomplishments. But I don't know if right. the sports analogies work so much for us in this industry, but I would say that it's really heartening that we have enthusiasts that are so passionate about the technology that we're delivering that they really want to argue about what's best. I think that actually is good for us as the PC industry. Obviously, there'll be some people who are really passionate, maybe take it too far, but I think it's really good for us looking out and seeing people really care. Okay, but I, it's also, uh, earlier he had his rings on, they actually have these Intel like Super Bowl <laughs> rings, and they're just, he took them all off. I mean, I guess you can't argue with whatever the market share, people are still overwhelmingly buying Intel CPUs. Yeah, right? I, so think, I think you know, we're very happy with the response to our products from the end customers. Right? We've had a great uh, year this year, the PC market's doing very well overall, so I think we're pretty happy. Right, and I, I, that is the amazing thing is, again, you came into this when tablets were around, and people don't remember this, but it was, it was doomsday-like for Absolutely. the PC industry. Yeah. And I'm never, it feels like a second golden, would you agree it feels like a second golden age where the PC yeah. just is like, I remember the first month and the articles I had to read that the desktop was dead and my friends were like, why'd you take that job? But now, you know, it's, I, I think again, I think the PC is very resilient. It's a great platform. It allows people to accomplish what they want. And there's a lot of people doing very productive things. Even gaming today, you know, which can be very productive if you, you know, are interested in gaming. There's a lot of people doing very productive things on the PC. I think, again, that's fantastic. I think that's why we have enthusiasts who really you know, push the limits of what we do. And today's product launches are about that audience, right? To really deliver to 
to what they're looking for from us. Right, PC gaming is where it's at from, I know everywhere from kids up to oh, yeah. college students. If you're cool, you play in the PC, so. Absolutely, absolutely. And world's best gaming processor, we're gonna find out. Okay, cool. I just wanna hold this up so we get the wafer shot. We got a great prop to get in here. Just wonderful. This And these are i9 cores. Yes, they are. Wow, awesome. Huh, all right, well this has been a great time. I appreciate uh, Thank it. you for taking the hey, interview. Thank you so much, I appreciate it, Gordon. And you know, I can't and wait thank to you see everyone. it. I, I, we're gonna find out. No, he said this is the world's best gaming processor. Reviewers are gonna get this thing. If he's wrong, we're gonna come back and say, hey, oh, what's absolutely. up? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I'm looking forward to your reviews. Okay, cool. All right, awesome. Thank, thank you. you.